Hold on to your hats, the countdown to the biggest wellness event of the year is on. Join our side August 15 and 16 in Melbourne for not one, but two days of Powerhouse Wellness, featuring 11 of Australia's most inspiring, entertaining, educating, fermentating speakers. Damo, what is fermentating? MP, I'll tell you at the summit. Your favourite wellness couch speakers are joined by special guest Nat Kringudis on all things hormones and female health. Join the Up For A Chat girls, the wellness guys, the natural nutritionist Steph Lowe, Kale Brock, Quirky Cookings, Joe Witt, Marcus Pierce, and the rest of your favourite wellness couch podcasters. Regular and VIP tickets are still available, but hurry before this summit is sold out. For tickets, go to www.thewellnesssummit.com. The Wellness Summit is proudly brought to you by Well and You. Be someone that makes you happy. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to The Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts, Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damien Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to The Wellness Guys. I'm Lawrence Tam. And I'm Brett Hill. And this is The Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicating bringing wellness into our lives. And at the moment, Damien Kristoff is uh, driving up towards Sydney, towards me. We're going to catch up this afternoon, but uh, he's on the road and we just can't get him online. But we're not going to wait and uh you know miss this interview because i have someone special on this call uh, i have a client of mine dr tyson uh, aldenhoven from uh, ligon chiropractic in melbourne has been begging me like literally begging me uh every couple of months uh, to get this man on this on this podcast because uh he felt that he has such a wealth of knowledge and uh, when i looked him up he does i mean uh, dr tyson's been flying over the states i think over the last year i don't know six or seven times uh to learn from this man and uh it's been a great it's a great pleasure to introduce you to the wellness guys uh, dr craig bueller who uh give you some little background uh, dr bueller has been uh is a chiropractor he's been practicing for over 38 years um he's in a sensational uh career you know he's actually his you know he's been working for on many different people including as a chiropractor for the utah jazz with an nba team um for many years uh including we'll talk a little bit about john stockton uh his injury and uh, how he got him back on the court during the playoffs and uh just a sensational event and also not just you know you know sports but also let's talk about our very own uh tara bright bright who's the uh you know u.s Sorry, the Australian uh, uh, skier uh, in Australia who is famous here, and also many, many other people, including our former guest on our show, which is Tim Ferriss. Uh, you actually might have read Tim Ferriss's Four Hour Body, and uh, Tim Ferriss actually talked a little bit about Dr. Craig Bueller and how he has actually helped him improve. So, welcome to the Wellness Guy Show, Dr. Bueller. Well, it's my pleasure. Thank you. What's well, uh, so let's start off by asking you the first question, um, Dr. Bueller. You are you have been you know, been blessed and also been have great opportunities to to learn what I know about you and from the interviews I've actually uh, listened to about you. You've you're a constant learner. You're constantly improving and uh, you know learning from the best of the best. And I love that. We'll love to share some of your insights in regards to why do all the athletes around the world? I'm talking around the world fly to come and see you and uh, and and to to get uh, you know to 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 get themselves looked after and how can they improve? Like let's talk about that. How did you get started in this career? That's a great question. Um, I ran track at the University of Utah, and I was plagued with a with an injury to my foot that I'd go into the training room and I'd get licensed in, and the, the trainers would tape it different ways. And I, I saw the orthopedic surgeon who injected with cortisone, and each year it, it just seemed to get worse and worse, and I'd lay off for a couple of weeks and then try to get back into training, and it just it never seemed to resolve. And so... Um, 
it got so bad that in my the end of my junior year, I had I I couldn't compete, so I lost my scholarship, and I I dropped out of the uh, the U. And a couple of years later, I went to a chiropractor for headaches, and in the process of treating me, he treated my foot, he adjusted my ankle. Uh, first time I'd ever had a manipulation, and I I got off the table pain free for the first time in five years. And that's when I realized that there were more to chiropractic than what I'd been told. And it was just something clicked. I need to learn this so I can help other athletes avoid what I did. Because, you know, you, you always wonder, how fast could I have run? Could I have, could I have made it to the Olympics? When you're plagued with injuries, nobody seems to be able to solve. It's just frustrating. And here was a simple a simple adjustment. That corrected it, and I was I was blown away, and so that was that was my um, motivation for studying chiropractic and and really focusing on sports chiropractic and uh, specifically. So, what was your sport, Craig? Uh, I ran the quarter mile and mile relay. Nice. And so, you then decided to go to chiropractic college. Uh, was it what I, you expected? Did. How did you find chiropractic college? Well, when I grew up chiropractors are considered, you know, dangerous and, and quacks. And so just the idea of going to one was a, was a stretch for me. But when I, when I discovered how profound it was and realized that I'd been lied to about the basic foundational principles of chiropractic, then I, I realized what I had, the opportunities I'd lost. I wanted to keep other athletes from losing those same opportunities. And so um, I checked out all the chiropractic colleges around the country, and for some reason, I was I was drawn to Western State in Portland, Oregon, and that's where I attended chiropractic college, and that's where I met the doctor that developed the work that I use, just through a, a series of fluky events that I even ended up there and meeting him. So I found chiropractic college a real challenge because, you know, I expected it to be kind of a easy program because my doctors told me, you know, the medical doctors that I saw told me that, you know, it was a mail order course and any idiot could be a chiropractor. And I remember sitting at the, at the, uh, uh, one of the tables at our orientation meeting with about eight of my classmates out of a class of probably 45 students. And they're talking about their background and, I'm sitting across the table from a guy who was a valedictorian from Stanford University, and another guy had a master's in education and biology, and I'm starting to get sick to my stomach thinking, <laughs> these guys are smart. You know? <laughs> and then when I got into the program and realized just how concentrated it was, um, I, um, I was in for a, a real shock just about how how precise the educational system was and how it compared to the medical curriculum. And I had to work hard. I had to buckle down on work and study long and hard hours to, to learn all the basic sciences and the foundation behind chiropractic. And I think the general public doesn't realize just how much education it takes to become a chiropractic physician and, and um, how it compares to dental, medical, osteopathy school. So it, it was... Um, it was a great experience. 
you know, it seems like throughout your whole career, you, you've had a lot of adversities that you have to kind of fight through, especially with the, uh, the current paradigm of, of the medical model or whatever medical model that was in place, especially when you worked for the Utah Jazz. And one of the key statistics yeah. that I heard was absolutely amazing. Like the, uh, so just to put it back into perspective, this is an NBA professional NBA team, um, who had, and the average NBA team had an injury rate of like 140 missed games in, in a season. Is that, is that correct? And yes. something similar to that. And you, when you were on the team as a car, to the team chiropractor, which is only two teams, I think Boston Boston Celtics were the only one team that had another chiropractor. You were the the second uh, chiropractor in any NBA team, and you were able to bring down the injury rate to like sixty four, and even down to one season down to eleven games uh, of injury. Is that was that correct? Yes, it was. Uh, statistically, all the teams seem to be the same as far as the injuries that occurred per season. The Jazz um, have the lowest injury rate, but it, you know, the comparison between teams might be two or three injuries difference. The significant uh, statistic was that the number of games lost due to those injuries. So we were able to get players back on the court faster so they had less downtime. And so our, our average for the 20 years that I had access to players was 61, and the league average is 141. That's, and, that's uh, incredible. That's half. Like, so okay. tell, us, tell us how does that apply? How did, what did you see, or how did you take care of the, the, the athletes different than, than the other teams, medical, medical doctors? Well, the, the, the key was that I had a trainer that was very pro- chiropractic and his his attitude which was unique unique at the time there was like i said only only two teams that had a chiropractor but he felt that all the different disciplines had their place so he brought when they moved the franchise from Orleans to salt lake he interviewed for orthopedic surgeon he uh interviewed for uh internist uh, podiatrist uh dentist and chiropractor and i happened to be at the right place at the right time and he interviewed me and that was my end to it with the jazz but he he managed all the injuries and he knew that the dog mds were good at surgery but the key was to keep players from having to have surgery and so he and i worked closely together when a player got injured you know the clinic surgeon would evaluate to make sure there was no pathology and then the trainer would refer the player to me and i used uh, a combination of different chiropractic techniques for structural work, but then in addition, I used the muscle work that I learned in in Portland, and those those combinations were were really powerful in ability to evaluate and correct those injuries that occurred, and the. the Another part to the uh, the value was predictability. So I could evaluate 340 muscles in the body for function, and I could determine where the positions of instability were. And by determining that, I knew where they were predisposed to injuries. And so um, the therapy that we used was designed to actually reactivate those muscles to stabilize an increased range of motion and and function. So the players didn't get hurt that often and if they did it was an easy fix to get them back out on the court there's an ankle sprain on my website john stockton 
um, sustained during a, a basketball game. And it, if you watch it, it's it's a really bad sprain. It it's had to help it's him horrific. off the court, which is unusual. <laughs> it's horrific. It's it looks like he broke his. And ankle. I had him back on the court in 15 minutes of that injury, <laughs> simply by manipulating the joint back into position, which allowed it to track properly. Reactivated the lateral stabilizers to the ankle, so they started to fire again. And walking and running actually became therapeutic. So they taped him, and he went back out and finished the fourth quarter. And the next night he played a game, which is even more significant. So, you know, when you compare that to the standard medical approach, it's three to six weeks of, you know, rehab before a player gets back out on the court. And, you know, when you tell people that, and Stockton has admitted that, when you tell people what happened, they won't believe you because they say there's no way for the tissue to heal that fast. Well, if you can create return to play criteria in 15 minutes with an athlete, why would you want to wait for six weeks? Hey, you, Craig, did you, you ever figure the, out? Sorry, mate. Did you ever figure out the dollar value of that? Like you're talking about sixty or seventy extra games, effectively they're, they're available to play at. God knows how much these basketballers are getting paid per contract. I mean, just from a financial perspective, that's huge, isn't it? It is huge, and there's a lot more information coming out about the cost of uh, games missed due to injury in in the NBA. Um, statistically, what they what they're finding and reporting now is that if a team has the teams that have won the championships year after year have some common denominators. One is they have at least between two and three all-stars on their team. And the, the second uh, component is that the the, um, the five main players have fewer than 15 missed games due to injury for the entire season. Wow. And the third is a coach that creates a, an environment of team, team, team play. So they calculate what the, what the cost to a franchise is in revenue lost when a player misses a game, and it's that it's in the millions. Yeah, well, it's it's so crazy. it's it's becoming a, a, a bigger deal in sports as they start looking at the biometrics of injury rates. Mm. Well, you one of the things that I know about you, uh, Dr. Bueller, is that you have a uh, an amazing theory on why athletes or even just, you know, normal people get injured. Can you explain your theory about, you know, the continual repetition of injuries and how it actually affects our body? Um, and so that, you know, for us who, who are, you know, working out or, you know, oftentimes the most frustrating part for any of us is, is that when we start working out, we get injured or, you know, quote unquote injured mm-hmm. and we can't do the things that we we're doing. And so therefore we have to take a break and then it's the motivation for a lot of people. And so the frustration is to kind of how to get back in there. So you're talking about, you know, speedy recovery. So can you just explain us the, the theory behind, you know, what you're thinking it so that we can actually get an understanding what's going on? Sure. Well, we discovered from a chiropractic perspective, if if a vertebra loses its normal joint motion due to traumas and stress, if that's not manipulated back into motion to reestablish the function, that can lead to compromise of nerve function. So whatever tissue the nerve through supplies that's related to that vertebral level can become weakened. And once it's weakened, it's more prone to injury. So whether it's um, a muscle that's innervated by that level 
or an organ or a gland, those tissues don't function at a at the appropriate level. So it happens to be the nerve that supplies a specific muscle, the muscle becomes weakened and is more prone to injury. And what we discovered a number of years ago is that if a muscle is overloaded beyond its ability to handle a stress, either because of lack of conditioning or because the trauma is too severe, rather than tear the muscle fiber, the nervous system inhibits the muscle to protect it. So you have all these nerve centers in the tissues that monitor tension, and if the tension is exceeded, um, if the tension exceeds the integrity of the tissue, the nervous system inhibits the muscle. So the muscle still will fire under passive range of motion, but if you put any kind of stress against that muscle, it'll give way. If you keep stressing it, you get pain at the attachments. So that's when the diagnosis is made of tendonitis, bursitis, capsulitis, then the body adapts around that. So the body figures out a way to compensate by taking stress off the injured muscle and placing it on other muscles that are working. And if you're successful in that adaptation, your pain goes away. Mm. And the body does that to try to offload the injured muscle while it heals. The problem with that is is that you create new motor pathways as you adapt around it. And by the time that muscle heals, you've already created a, uh, an adapted mo- uh, motor pattern and that's that's your basic movement pattern. And that puts the joint at a mechanical disadvantage and more prone to e- uh, injury later on down the road. So once that adapted tissue becomes injured, then the cycle starts again. So we go from one injury to adaptation, another injury to adaptation, before long, there's an area there's nothing left to adapt with, and that's when we end up with chronic pain. So a simple thing like a sprained ankle, you you distort the ankle joint and you overload the lateral stabilizers to the ankle, and that's why it's so easy once you've had a sprained ankle to sprain it again, and the research shows that. that a large percentage of people who have had the sprained ankle are more prone to a second and a third ankle sprain because of the instability of the ankle. And so the body tries to offload that by putting stress in the opposite leg. And eventually you create an overuse syndrome and create knee pain in the opposite knee. So, and and that can lead to an injury in the knee or the hip. So as our body adapts in other tissues, it makes them more prone to injury. So these things can become cyclic. You know, you go from one injury to another to another, and before long, you just can't do it anymore. And, and, and the, and the downside to medical care is that they'll give you an anti-inflammatory or a pain med to suppress your symptoms, and it just masks the problem, so you run the risk of doing more damage. And obviously, it's really easy to see how that happens with sports injuries, but my guess is that this also, for athletes and non-athletes, can happen as a result of other lifestyle factors as well that are causing this you know, maladaptive dysfunction that you're talking about where you know, perhaps postural stress or, you know, or, or emotional stress, or, you know, all those other stresses on the body can lead to these sort of issues in a more chronic way as well. Is that fair to say, Dr. Craig? Well, yeah. And um, you know, the Golden State Warriors won the, um, the NBA championship and they're doing some really interesting things. They, they, they wear a specific type of workout uh, uh, outfits that that actually monitor certain biometrics of the body. They also have the athletes take uh, tests that kind of evaluate their emotional status and kind of look at their their diet and such. 
And if they go beyond uh, above a certain score, then they realize they're at risk of an injury. And so they'll rest them or they'll modify their, their, their diet. So many things that go into the mix, but I'm, and I'm sure you guys find the same thing. Younger players um, are breaking down sooner because one, they're playing more games in a, in a day and their nutrition is, is worse than it's ever been. With all the fast foods and the foods that are treated in key nutrients, um, if you're not supplying your body with the right key nutrients, then as the body breaks down in the workout, you're not going to have the raw materials to rebuild integrity, integrous types of tissues that can withstand the rigors of sports. And um, so nutrition is critical. Your emotional um, levels, if you're under a lot of stress, then your uh, stress hormones go up, your inflammatory markers increase, and you're more prone to injury. So all those things are really important to, to consider for the overall scheme of, of health. Mm. Uh, one of the things that uh, I know, you know, that you talk a lot about too is, is, is the, you know, the power that the subconscious, you know, the things that that's actually going on inside you, you kind of just mentioned there about the mental stress uh, on the body and how that affects you. Can you talk to us like how that actually impacts uh, on our body and, and the actual ability to function properly and how that actually increases the injury status and, and recovery? Well, <clears throat> When you're under a lot, of, when you're under a lot of stress, then your your cortisol levels go up, your adrenal hormones go up, and 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 it's been shown that that as those stress hormones go up, it it creates an inflammatory reaction within your body. Even your arteries become inflamed, and so the more the more inflamed tissue, the more prone you are to injury. The stress hormones they build up and your tissues can start to break down. Your demand for key nutrients go up when you're under stress. And if you're not supplying those key nutrients, then you become depleted. And there's a relationship between organs and glands and muscles in the body. And so if there's an adrenal stress going on, there's going to, there are going to be key muscles in your body that are going to become hyper-facilitated. And that's how... Uh, an athlete who warms up and stretches and everything's going fine gets under emotional stress and in the process of warming up pulls a hamstring hmm. because the adrenal glands are under stress and the muscles are, are under stress and they're more prone to pulling or tearing. And we see that all the time um, with everyone. If, if there's a digestive problem in the stomach or the pancreas, they're going to be key muscles that can can be um, stressed as well, and more prone to injury. So everything affects everything in the body. You can't just focus on one thing. That's why the integrated approach was so effective with the jazz. Was that it wasn't just one system. It was an integration of all the systems that created the results that we produced as as a medical staff. And Craig, just curious about what you're talking about there with the adrenal stress and how that can affect the muscles. Obviously, if that affects it on a on a I guess a grander scale, then that can lead to injuries. But but on a lesser scale, is that also why we see you know perhaps the basketballer missing the shot under pressure? You know, is is that also a bit of a dysfunction of the muscles uh, because of those stresses? Well, it, it can, but attitude 
attitude is critical. The thing that's fascinating to me about the, the athletes that I treat, and I treat some of the best athletes in the world, and um, is their attitude determines outcome. And if they're worried about, I mean, there was one athlete in particular that was going through divorce just prior to the Olympic Games. And his performance, he was one of the best in the world, and his performance was very poor because he just, he just he, his head wasn't in it. And um, the mental attitude is, is so important. And, you know, athletes, the good ones, spend quite a bit of time and money working with sports psychiatrists and psychologists to get their, their mind and their mental frame right before they go into a competition. Um, hmm. and, and, and so what I mean, think what you're saying is that, you know, when everything works together as one, the domino effect, um, you basically, you talked about the domino effect of one, one muscle it being inhibited can have a trade, a huge uh, chain reaction and told and throughout the whole entire body, which causes a whole bunch of other problems later on down the track. And also, I guess the reverse will still work as well. I mean, cause I mean, I was reading up on um, what Tim Ferriss uh, said to you about you in the four hour body in the book. And he talked about how he was lifting, he was lifting, he went from six pounds, lifting six pounds to 28 pounds in less than five minutes. And, and with yeah. something you did. So is it, it's about, is it activating the right muscles that's been inhibited that actually creates that instant boost? It's not like he wasn't able to do it before. He, he, well, I guess he was able to do it, but the only problem that he wasn't able to do it before was because of the inactivation and the chain linked uh, muscles working all together to kind of create that growth. So I'm, the reason why I'm asking is because I want to, I want people to know that how do we optimize function in a daily life? So, you know, so that's, that's where I'm kind of leading towards this. <laughs> Okay, well, in, Tim, in Tim's case, I, I, I developed an, an instrument that measures muscle function. So it's a transducer that measures force against time. And I tested a muscle um, on Tim, and he could, only, he could only stabilize eight pounds of force before the muscle gave way. That's how dysfunctional it was. And after I treated him, we went back and we tested and he could, he could stabilize 28 pounds for a full four seconds without breaking. Now, that's just from an, a neuroproprioceptive response. So I'm not looking to see how strong the muscle is. I just wanted to find out whether the muscle could engage under a load for a specific period of time. It really is testing the integrity of the, the neurological processes of the body. And then you translate that into a workload. He had a tremendous increase in 24 hours in his ability to lift weights in, in the gym. So, um, you know, the, the thing about the general athlete, I mean, who just wants to stay healthy, is that they really need to pay attention to their, to their bodies. And, and the body will not allow you to go in a position it can't stabilize. And if you try to force it, you'll get pain because the body's saying, hey, don't do that. So the key is to be in tune with your body. And when there's a mo movement pattern that causes you pain, you need to figure out what muscle is responsible for that movement pattern. And that muscle is the one that's not working properly. Mm. Now, people say, well, I just need to get in the gym and work out harder. You cannot strengthen a muscle beyond a certain point that's inhibited. And we see that all the time in, in these athletes who go in for cruciate ligament replacement. They come out 
they start rehab, they get to a plateau and they can't go beyond that. If they try to go beyond that, they get pain. And it's it's probably one of the most frustrating things that people deal with in their rehab is they get to a certain plateau and they can't contract their quads or they can't lift beyond a certain point without breaking down. And And another thing is that people try to lift too much too soon instead of taking the time for their tissues to to rebuild. It takes three times as long to strengthen connective tissue as it does muscles. So people go into the gym and start working out to get in shape and they, they see good gains in their muscle. They just push it more and more and more. And then one day they break down because the connective tissue wasn't strong enough to support the load that their muscle could. So there's... There's a lot of things that people can pay attention to. Just take it slower. You know, make sure you're you're eating right, making sure you're getting plenty of sleep, and um, and just work with your body, and um, and it all starts to come together. So, Dr. Craig, you've spoken a number of times about reactivating muscles. How do you actually do that? What do you actually do to get those muscles firing up again? Well, there's there are eight. There, there are eight reflex centers that have to be stimulated in order to turn a muscle back on. There's an acupuncture point. There are two organ reflex points. There's organ insertion. Um, there's a vascular point, a lymphatic point. So there are all these different techniques in the alternative health field, acupuncture, chiropractic, lymphatic, uh, vascular therapies, all those different therapies, they work, but they don't work all the time. So Dr. Beardall, the doctor that developed this work, um, treated a lot of elite distance runners, and he found that they broke down. And when he would treat them with one, like with chiropractic, he would get a certain percentage of them better, and another percentage, as soon as they get out a mile in a, in a run, they'd break down. So he kept looking to find out why they didn't hold. So he started integrating these different techniques. And when he did that, First of all, I know this is kind of unusual in the middle of a podcast for me to kind of jump in here, but uh, unfortunately, we lost Dr. Bueller at this point, and unfortunately, we, the audio was unrecoverable to be able to kind of bring it back onto the show. We do apologize on behalf of the Wellness Guys. This has probably never happened before on any episode, but uh, we basically continue the conversation here uh, to end this podcast in regards to actually how what are the, some of the steps to really kind of rebuild the body back to optimal form. Very specific way. So it gives us a reason why there people have chronic subluxation, fixation patterns. The spine's a reactive organ, and so those vertebrae have to be adjusted in a very specific way. And once you do that, then the muscle comes back online. And we see tremendous increases in function. We've increased vertical jump by as much as 7 inches in 24 hours simply by clearing uh, specific er uh, areas of imbalance within the, the body. So it, um, it's profound. It's, that's absolutely amazing. I, I just find that fascinating in regards to, you know, your, the ability of just working in the right sequence and, and just turning on the right things. It just transforms the, your, 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 your performance and your ability to be able to move. And I think this is applicable to, to anybody. Um, you know, even if you're an athlete or a non-athlete, I think it's really important to understand that what you said, you know, just tying us, all this back in now is that it's not about just switching on one muscle and that's enough. It's, it's about switching on the right sequence of, of muscle and also getting the nerves right 
you know, as a chiropractor, that's what we focus on, right? Getting the nerve supply backed into the, the right areas where it's supposed to do. And so what your body's trying to do when you get injured is, it's, it's uh, from what you're, what I'm understanding is that your body is actually trying to compensate and uh, sort of basically trying to not to re-injure that area, but it can lead to a whole bunch of compensation patterns, um, which is trying to help you heal. But if it's not turned on right, you're basically going to lead to further injuries. But you talked a lot about you know, eating the right foods and having the right mindset and creating that emotional state to kind of really supply back into the body to really have look at it at a holistic point of view. And I really love that. Yeah. Um, Dr. Yeah. Bielet, I want to say thank you so much for your time and, and your wealth of knowledge. And, and uh, I know this is you're a busy man and I really appreciate the time to, you know, that you spent with us to kind of take your time away from your day to uh, get uh, beyond this podcast. Uh, where can people learn more about uh, your technique and find out more information about, um, about AIMIT? Well, they can go to the website, www.amitmethod.com, and there's a, a wealth of information, a lot of interviews with some of my athletes, that ankle sprain or John Stockton's, if you go to testimonials, and then John Stockton, it has um, a video clip of that of that injury. And, um, yeah, and of that, course... That's a very horrific... you got Dr. Adelhoven <laughs> there in... in um, Australia that's certified and he's he would be a, a wealth of information as well yeah I think believe he's the only Australian uh, chiropractor that actually does this technique so which is fantastic I'm, I'm actually I'm um, going to be looking forward to it I'm actually going to see him uh, in next month and uh, he's going to take you know he's going to assess me which is I'm looking forward to it um, like I said Bueller, thank you so much uh, for your time and uh, your expertise and it's uh, I'm sure we can sit here and talk for hours uh, one day hopefully I'll, I'll uh, come up to, to Utah and uh, say hello to you that'd be great good luck you guys all right, guys, so uh, make sure you join us on Facebook. Uh, keep this conversation alive. I'd love to hear your thoughts and, and uh, you know, on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash the wellness guys or the wellness couch. Make sure while you're there, like us there and share this podcast with your friends and families and other strangers you think need a wellness update. Uh, also, too, if you can do us a huge favor to help, you know, spread the wellness guys uh, across to the world, go to iTunes and subscribe to, subscribe to us on iTunes. And then while you're there, please leave a, a rating and a comment there because that was going to help uh, other people find our show. And until next week, begin creating wellness into your lives. Lead by example. Let's change the world's health together. Join us next week on The Wellness Couch Show. This has been a production of TheWellnessCouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on Facebook.com forward slash TheWellnessCouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.